Yirmiyahu chapter 50, chapter 50 and 51 are about Bavel. And this is the last nation that is spoken of in the prophecies about the nation, the nation of Bavel, of course, Bavel being the primary nation in the book of Yirmiyahu. In chapter 49, yesterday we talked about the prophecy about Edom, that Edom is one whose thoughts are mysterious, and therefore God has God's own thoughts about Edom. And actually the verse that I was alluding to yesterday in chapter 49 is verse number 20. Hashem, asher el Edom, asher el teiman. Here then, the plan which God has devised against Edom, what God has purposed against the inhabitants of Taman. So there we have the verb Ya'atz, and of course, we have the word Machshivotav Asher Chashav, what God is thinking. So God knows what Esav is thinking. God knows what is hidden from people, the deep thoughts of Esav, the deep plans of Esav, the deep intentions of Esav, but God has God's plans to retaliate against Edom. That's in the previous chapter, and Edom being one of the five nations that is mentioned. But now, at the conclusion of the book, we have chapters 50 and chapter 51 dedicated to Babel. And here, in the prophecies about Babel, especially in chapter 50, what is interesting is that the prophecy is about Babel, but Israel is very much highlighted in chapter 50. This is the end of the book, and we recall, of course, that Yermio had been accused of being a Bavel supporter, of being in league with Bavel, and nothing could be further from the truth. He's accused at one point of wanting to go over to side with Bavel, to join the Babylonians. And he says straight out, that is a falsehood. I have no such intention. And in chapter 50, we have the prophecy of Bavel. The point of chapter 50 is that, whereas Bavel at present is very successful, in fact, one could say is God's instrument. But in the future, there will come a time when everything that Bavel did to others will be done to them. And in this context, in particular, is singled out Israel. For example, in verse number 4 of chapter 50, By Amima Hema uva'eta hinum Hashem, Yavoh b'nei Yisrael Hema u'b'nei Yehuda yachdav, haloch u'bachor yelechu. In those days, and at that time, that time when Babel is a desolation, in the first couple of verses of chapter 50, then Israel and Judah together will come. They will come weeping. They will seek out God. They inquire for Zion. Zion Yishalu. In that direction, their faces shall turn. They will attach themselves to God by a covenant for all time. It shall never be forgotten. And Yermio speaks about, about the people fleeing from Babel. Verse number 8, for example, Nadu mitoch Babel umyeret kastim tseyu viyu katutim lifnetzon flee from Babylon, leave the land of the Chaldeans be like he goats that lead the flock. In chapter 50 and elsewhere in Yirmiyahu, 
we have many, many images of Israel as a flock of sheep. And the leaders are the shepherds, often the shepherds who don't do their job properly. And the people are compared very often to the flock of sheep. And here too, leave, leave, for you katudim with Nason, like he goats that leave the flock. Because, because, says God, I will bring against the Babylonians a nation from the land of the north. We are, of course, reminded that in the book of Yirmiyahu, many, many times, and even in the very first chapter, Yirmiyahu was given his mission, and he is told, The evil against Israel will come from the north. That's in chapter 1. And now in chapter 50, in the prophecies about what will happen to Babel, we are told that their enemy, their adversary, will also come mitzafon. So in chapter 50, constantly back and forth between the prophecies of Babel on one hand and the description of Israel on the other. For example, in verse number 17, Sepizura Yisrael, Arayot Hidichu, Harishon Achlo Melech Ashur, Israel are scattered sheep, harried by lions. First, the king of Assyria devoured them. In the end, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon crunched their bones. Itzmo. And therefore, therefore, Lachain, Koamar Hashem Tzvot Hey Israel, therefore says the God of hosts, the same way I treated the Assyrians, who were defeated by the Babylonians, the same thing will happen to the Babylonians when their time will come. In verse 20, At that time, And at that time, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought, and there will be none. The sins of Judah and none shall be found. I will pardon those I allow to survive. Back and forth in the chapter between Bavel and Israel, the book, as it were, doesn't want to simply end with Bavel. At the end of the day, Yirmiyot may be a prophet to the nations, but he's primarily a prophet to one nation. So we end with Bavel. The prophecy here of Bavel is at the end of the book. It's very unusual. Typically, the prophecies of the nations are in the middle of the book and almost even in the beginning of the book. But over here, it's at the end because Yermio wants to make the point, and the book makes the point, that Bavel also will have its due. Bavel has served a purpose. They are the instrument for punishing Israel, but they themselves are guilty of crimes for which they too will be punished. The chapter goes back and forth, as I mentioned between Israel and between Bavel. Verse number 33 is another good example of this. Ko'amar Hashem Tzvaot Ashukim b'nei Yisrael u'b'nei Yehuda yachdav Ko'shoveim hechaziku bam me'anu shalcham Ko'alam chazak Hashem Tzvaot shemo Riv yariv et rivam Uman hirgia ta'aretz v'hirgiz u'yoshvei Bavel this is an excellent example of how the chapter plays with Israel on one hand and bubble on the other. The Redeemer of Israel is strong, Goalam Chazak, Hashem Tzvaot Shemo, which of course we have in the standard liturgy, 
in the morning service, Gualenu Hashem Tzvaot Shemo. Kadosh Yisrael, we have a similar verse over here, Gualam Chazak, Hashem Tzvaot Shemo. The God of Israel will champion their cause. And two things, Luman Hirgia et Haaretz, Hirgia, Margoa is rest. In order to give rest to the land, the Hirgiz, Liyoshvei Bavel. And unrest, Hirgiz, unrest to the inhabitants of Bavel. So God has two purposes in this chapter. One is Lahagia, Hey Resh Gimuyud Ayin, and one is Lahagiz, Hey Resh Gimuyud Zayin, which are two sides of the coin. The punishment of Bavel should be seen, says this chapter, as a vindication, vindication of, uh, of Israel. And this idea that you get what you give, this is found in verse number 29, for example. Hashemiu el Bavel Rabim Kodorche Keshet, Chanu Alea Saviv, Al Yehila Preta, Shalmu Lakifa Allah, Kechol Asher Asta Asula. Summon archers against Babylon, let none of her people escape, pay her back for her actions, do to her just what she has done. Do to her what she has done. So this is very appropriate, and this is the larger theme of the chapter, that Bava will be repaid in kind. Whatever Bava has done to others will be done to Bava. So here, of course, to repeat what we have mentioned throughout the book, we end with Bava to make the point that Yermio is no friend of Bava. He ends with a very stinging denunciation of Bavel, and actually, as a concluding remark on this chapter, to emphasize that in the next chapter, at the very end of the next chapter, and we'll see this, the final words about Bavel are, Bavel will sink. Unlike other nations, unlike Ammon, unlike Moab, unlike Mitzrayim, unlike Edom, those nations, which are singled out for terrible punishments, but there's a sense of restoration. They will be restored. They will be restored. But the nation of Bavel will not be restored. There's no restoration for Bavel.